Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to this uh, special unscheduled edition of Disaster Dark. I am Nick, and I am joined on this episode by my two favourite Pauls. Bonifates, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I miss that guy. You should be so I lucky. Miss, I miss that guy. Whatever happened to him? Yeah. Still in the gulag. Um, or the toilet cubicle. I can't remember where he left him. Uh, of course, it is Pauls, Dolan, and P. Dulls Paul Washington. Bonjour. Bonjour, no. Ah, very <laughs> European, which is, I suppose, quite apt because we are recording this episode and releasing it uh, a few days earlier than scheduled uh, because there was some quite big news uh, that happened. So uh, before we get any further into that big news, um, I think we need to find out what everybody's drinking. So, uh, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Um, it's tea, I'm afraid. Let's... Uh... That's all I've got tonight. Yeah, I've been to the supermarket. I, I had to go to the supermarket today, actually, because where I am, it's it snowed quite heavily, and I didn't know how bad it was going to get, so I thought I'd better do the uh, the old bread and milk run for for everybody. Although I'm trying not to eat bread, and I don't drink milk, so it, was, it wasn't the best trip for me. But uh, needs must. Needs must. So enjoy your British cup of tea. Uh... Mr. P, that's what you're drinking. So, to fight this cold weather, I'm I'm trying to keep the colds away, so I've got a, a tropical fruit vitamin C drink. Oh, is that a brand name that you're not mentioning for some reason? <laughs> no, it's a, it's an Aldi one. <laughs> All right. It's just one of those tablets that you stick yeah. in a glass of water. Yeah. The FDF Essence. Yeah. Yeah. Other German supermarkets are available. Um... And other supermarkets. You know the story about Lidl and Audi, though, don't you? I'm sure. I've, I'm sure I've mentioned. I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, very quickly, um, Audi was was a German supermarket owned by family, and there was a massive rift in the family, and uh, brothers split off, and uh, they, you know, one of them created Audi. Uh, so one of them retained Audi, and the other one created Lidl. So I didn't actually, know they were uh, related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very similar to um, Adidas and uh, Puma. Same story there. Adidas brothers had a falling out, and um, some of them left and formed Puma. Mm-hmm. So it must be saying about German families, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened once in something. It's happened twice. That's that's quite something else. Um, <laughs> well, good on you. I'm glad. I, I hope you I hope you enjoy that. Um, so the big news. Um, Really, and the reason for you know scheduling this podcast at an unscheduled time is because um, I'm drinking Pepsi Max Ginger, not Ninja, not Ninja Ginger. So um, 
yeah, I, I've been putting this off for quite a while because I'm not a massive fan of ginger flavour things. But I saw a bottle of it today and I thought, ah, you know what? You've got to try it, and you? You've got to try it. So, um, so yeah, and it's actually really nice. It doesn't... It's got, a, like, a, a slight ginger kick to it. Yeah. But it's not as strong as, like, a, a normal, like, ginger beer or something like that, or ginger ale. So it's, mm. it's relatively subtle, but... Um, yeah, I'm quite a fan of it. So, but but no, we no, I'm I'm joking. Well, I'm not. I, that is what I'm drinking. But that is not why we're doing this podcast early because I discovered Pepsi Max ginger other Pepsi Max flavors are available. Yesterday, as we recorded this, so we're recording this on Wednesday. So on Tuesday, the 27th of February, 2018, massive, massive announcement. Possibly the biggest and and probably most important announcement to do with Disneyland Paris since it actually officially opened back in 1992. Um, because although we've, there's been other things that have happened with Disneyland Paris, this is the the largest expansion, I think, in its history. Um, they have announced... Now, I'm going to have to go to P-dubs for this because you know what I'm like and I don't like to do my research. Is it is it 2.5 billion... Two, $2.4 billion, oh, that's 2 not too billion bad. euros. What's, yeah. what's 100 million between friends? Um, yeah. So $2.4 million is the size of the expansion that they're doing. And the whole expansion is going to be at Walt Disney Studios. That we know of. Uh, well, well, no, the announcement is all, all the attractions were there. All yeah. the attractions they mentioned were there. And we'll come to another point in a second. Um, now, you could argue that this expansion makes Disney Studios the size of park it should have been in the first place. Yeah. You could have that yeah. argument. Um, because, you know, Walt Disney, and we've all been there. In fact, Mr. D, when was the last time you went to Disneyland Paris? Well, it was a few years ago now, quite a few years ago. Um, yeah. Because I don't think you've been since we've been doing this podcast together. We've been podcasting together now for about uh, five, uh, six years, I think. Coming up to six yeah, years for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that'd be about right. I, I think it was about 2010 or 2011, the last mm-hmm. time we went. Yeah. Well, have you been since I had the Toy Story expansion? Uh, when the last time we went. It was it was at least partially open because we went on the there's a little parachute ride in there with the yep. army men. Yep. And yep. then there's the there's the one that that's like the swinging Viking ship. Um, yes, that's still yeah. right. But it's not a Viking ship, but you know what I mean. Yeah. In, in in other places it would be. Yep. So yeah, we we were certainly on those two rides. I remember that. So yeah, I think it was just open. Yeah. But they hadn't opened the uh, the Ratatouille ride. That was that was due to open, but we didn't quite catch that. So that would have been then probably somewhere between 2011 and 2012. Mm. You went yeah. in that case. That sounds about right. Yeah. I think Ratatouille was 2013. Um, yeah, okay. it would have been because yeah. yeah. I went. We went while Lisa was pregnant. And Sam right. was born. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it would have been. The end of. Oh, I'm just trying to think. Did we go on it while Lisa was pregnant? It might have been we didn't go on it until he was born. 
Was she, yeah, she wouldn't have been able to have gone on it as when no. she was pregnant because. So yeah, it would have been 2014 we went on it then. Yeah, because Lindsay, we went. I think the first time we went, on I went on Ratatouille. I th- can't remember if Lindsay had given. Uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> I'm saying Lindsay for my wife. Um, I'm not sure if she was pregnant with Alice or if she was pregnant with Lincoln when I first went on it. But there's a reason she didn't go on it until like the third time we'd, yeah. we'd gone back since it had opened. Um, yeah, I remember now we went at the end of 2013. Right, yeah. For so Christmas, we went in December. So yeah. yeah, it would have been would have been then. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's only three rides there anyway, Mr. Dean. You wouldn't have gone on the other ride, even if it was open when you went, because yeah. it was Slinky Dog. And, right. you know, you only want to go on that if you're five years old or under. Um, no one else wants to go on that ride. Um, but yeah, so... so I mean, quite a lot's changed since you've you've been there. You know, it's it's been expanded quite a bit, but you know how small that park is. Yeah. Um, and I went the year it opened. I went in two thousand and two, so just a few months after it opened, actually. And and you know, it was obviously even smaller at that point. Um, so it's always been regarded as the the kind of worst park in in, in any Disney resort around the world. Um, except maybe Alani, if that counts. Uh, you know, Mr. Ripley wasn't a fan of that place. But um, Disney Studios, Walt Disney Studios, it was clearly uh, the park they needed to spend the money on and do some expansion on. And so that is what the announcement was for uh, yesterday. Now, on the last is After Dark, we were talking about the, um, the, the change from Rock and Roller Coaster to... An Avengers Iron Man roller coaster, uh, which will be happening later this year. Um, and to be honest, I mean, when they when they did this announcement yesterday, um, and they were showing the kind of graphics of um, uh, uh, what is it um, they refer to it as concept uh, art. concept art, of course, um, the concept art for it. Um, so on the concept art, you could see where this expansion is going to be taking place. And so the first, and it's it's going to be done in phases, isn't it? So yeah. the the estimation is oh, right. Let's step back a bit. I'm going far, <laughs> far, far too away from myself. So there's going to be three parts to this expansion. Yeah. There's going to be a Marvel um, area that's going to be um, kind of created by the looks of things. Um, there is going to be a brand new Star Wars area as well uh, and the last expansion piece and the one that I think people kind of got caught a bit off guard about uh, was Frozen yeah it's going to be a Frozen expansion so and I think a Frozen expansion is the reason why Mr. Ripley couldn't join us tonight I'll <laughs> 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 yeah. right let it go again <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mr. Ripley had uh, some burst pipes it's not a euphemism by the way it's actually what happened um yeah, so, so they're the three areas. So on the last episode, we were talking about the rock and roller coaster and how that's going to be turned into a Marvel attraction. And the fact that that corner already is kind of, you know, turning into a Marvel area because that's where the Spider-Man meets and greets is. Um, that side of the park is where the new Marvel attraction is going to be uh, opening later this year. Or this summer, actually, isn't it? It's opening up. Yeah. Um, do we know what it's called? 
No, it's just uh, at the moment we just know that it's a, a Marvel stunt show of some kind. Right. But it's probably going to be screen based. Uh, I'm not so sure. Oh, really? You think this could be like Spider-Man yeah. 10 off the dark? Well, I think it's going to be something similar to what they've been producing with the likes of the one that was in the, in the main park that, out in the, the back of Frontierland. I think it'll be something like that with the, um, as well as the Frozen sing-along, I suppose, in that terms that I think there will be. Yeah. There will be characters right. in amongst everybody. So like, for, uh, is it Forest of Enchantment? Forest of Enchantment. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Ooh. Because okay. we've got to take into account that theatre is now down for refurb. Yes, yes, yes it is. So. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay, so it's going to be some kind of a Marvel show that we know is going to be opening up this year. So that side of the park uh, is already kind of turning into a bit of a Marvel area anyway with those things. So it kind of makes sense that that's going to be, um, you know, turned into a completely Marvel area. Now, Mr. D, have you seen the concept art for this at all? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, looking at it now, actually. Excellent, okay. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'd look at it yesterday, I haven't got it in front of me, because I'm not that prepared, but um, I think the the obvious thing is, is obviously, you can see where they're going to change the the front of rock and roller coasters, that makes more sense. Um, But there appears to be where, or, or in front of where, lights motors action that area there does appear to be a shield type spacecraft yes is it actually something in particular it i believe looking at it it is a quinjet which you would have seen in the avengers films that hulk flew off in and we saw it in thor ragnarok yes uh earlier that well last year yeah or this year, if you've just bought it on DVD and didn't go and see it at yeah. the cinemas. I know some people have this week. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's quite interesting because they've not announced what any of these expansions are going to contain. So no. you can look at the, the concept art, but you've got to kind of piece together what it is. So that, to me, looks like it's in front of the, the entrance to uh, Lights Motors Action. Yeah. So... You know, the question is, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to keep that as a type of stunt show, or do you think they're going to use that land and build a new attraction of some sort? I think it will be a new attraction. I think it takes up too much room. Mm. And we've already right. seen that in Hollywood Studios, that theirs is gone. Yeah. Uh, it does take up a, a massive amount, and it, it's even bigger, because having done the, the half marathon weekend, I won't go on about it, as I always do. Um, I've run through there, and that is a massive footprint. Mm. When you when you're standing in the middle of it, and you go, well, it's actually like probably a sixth of the park. Mm. When you walk through there with the backstage area and everything, it's a huge plot of land that's yeah. that you could probably fit two attractions in. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I mean, if I'm looking in the right area the concept art it it would be a bit odd wouldn't it it'd be kind of stuck in between um the marvel attractions and actually what looks like hogwarts i don't know what that is part of the frozen there's a rumor hey hogwarts is coming to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> that'll be as successful as my game of thrones third gate job um 
Although you, you, you're guaranteed someone will, will believe that's happening anyway, because, you know, yeah. Harry Potter and Disney Universe is all the same thing, isn't it? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you, you know, I think you're right, Paul. Um, right? That's, that doesn't help anyone. I think you're right, P-Dubs, because um, on the on the Backlot tour, you do, or you certainly used to kind of go around some of the backstage area for Lights, Motors, Action, and, and you're right, yeah. it's a huge area, and you don't get to see all of it. You only see a, a portion of it when you do that yeah. tour. Um, you don't see where all the vehicles are kept, for example, and there must be lots of vehicles. Um, and that's about any of the other bits and pieces that they have there as well, plus the there's seating. All, there's and, also a garage behind it yeah. for all the repairs yeah, on the cars yeah. um so that takes up a huge footprint as well mm. um so it, i i can't see it surviving in in the form that it's in plus as well it must be pretty expensive if you think about the logistics of it because you know they're not they're not cast members i mean disney will consider them cast members but you know these are stunt people um yeah. it's a very specialist trade so even if you're kind of paying the bare minimum that you need to for, for stunt work, it's still going to be a much higher cost for people to do that show than it would be for them manning an attraction, for example. Yeah. So, you know, that, the cars, uh, the maintenance, the health and safety, you know, it, it's probably that. And to be honest, like, I, I loved that show, but I can't remember the last time I went and saw it. Yeah, we went in the summer mainly because my little boy wanted to see lightning Yeah, as part of it. Other than that, we probably wouldn't have gone. And I'm led to believe that lightning's not in it anymore. I've Yeah, I've seen quite a few people say that he's not there or, or if he, he kind of makes fleeting appearances. Yeah, when um, we, we were there the last time, because I didn't go back that far. When I went in September, but when we went in the summer, they'd actually got like a meet and greet set up outside. Right. So I wonder whether that's what's replaced it. They've taken lightning out of the show and put him in front. To be honest, anyway, the show was always better with Herbie. Yeah. It's just that no one remembered who Herbie was. Well, none of the kids did anyway. Uh... And that'll be another re- reboot before too long. We'll talk about another reboot later. As long as it's not, a, as long as not talking about the reboot of reboot. Because that's. <laughs> you mean Lindsay Lohan's making a comeback? No, no, no. <laughs> I meant the, the non Disney cartoon from the 90s. Uh, yeah. that, I'll set up another podcast. Um, but yeah, it does it does take up a, a lot of room. Um, and I don't think it's as popular as it was. And I think it's it's very much the kind of show where if you've seen it twice, you don't need to see it any more than that. Um, yeah. You know, or if you go multiple times, you're not going to go every time. So you might. You know, if you really like it, you might go and see it every few trips, but it's not something you are going to see every single time you go. It takes too long. You know, it's, it's yeah. a good 45 minutes out of your day, hour, depending on how early you get there. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's it's had its day. Um, and it's, it's served its purpose. You know, it was very popular when it first launched. It was popular enough that they actually took it to, to uh, Disney World which was only the second time that a Disneyland Paris attraction had actually uh, been taken over there. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's been successful, but it's, you know, old now. You know, yeah. by the time that this first wave of the expansion will be completed, it'll be t- almost 20 years old. Yeah. 19 years old it'll be. So, 
yeah, it's time to go. It's time to go. Um, and it looks like Armageddon will be going as well. Yeah, no. I was I was going to say, there actually seems to be a new building in between the two that doesn't stand there at the moment. Mm. So you've got where the, the stunt show is at the moment and Armageddon. There's a, a new building in between the two, mm. which is interesting. So I wonder whether Armageddon's going to be shrunk, that building's going to be smaller, or whether there is actually space there because they're moving the stunt show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if they if they are using that cinematic theatre to do a, a stage show with yeah. real cast members, I don't think they'll carry on doing a stunt show. So no. I think I think it will be uh, not necessarily uh, an indoor attraction, but I, I definitely think they'll do some kind of outdoor attraction there. Um, but yeah, Armageddon's got to be a goner, surely. I mean that yeah. to me that whole strip there has got to go. It's got to be changed. Yeah. Now, what's and, in... uh, gone? I was going to say, and this is, this is where it gets interesting because I think we start to see some attractions that have appeared elsewhere, um, and this is what makes me think the whole two billion euros won't be spent just on the studios because I don't think this is going to cost that full amount because they're using stuff that's already been designed. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Maybe, you know, maybe that's the the, the height, you know, the, the end of the budget. Maybe, you know, they're not they're hoping not to spend the whole lot. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. I know what you're saying, but I think some of the other expansions will cost a lot of money. So maybe, you know, that alone it, it won't be anywhere near. But I, I bet your bottom dollar the other stuff that we'll talk about in a bit will do. But what's what I find interesting about that? So if you if you think about what is there now, in the left side of the park as you kind of go in, you've got um, you got what was Cinemagic and is going to be a Marvel attraction. Then the next two things past that are Stitch Live, yeah, and Playhouse Junior live on stage. Yeah. Now Playhouse Disney live on stage is a joke. Because not, you know what? It's not been updated since it opened, does well, it? That's the thing, right? For for what it actually is, I actually think it's quite a nice show. Yeah. I think it's quite well done because you've got the you know Mickey and friends as as Muppet like puppets, and that's quite cute. And the whole thing's done uh, with with puppets. But the problem is, is all the shows that they reference in it haven't been on Disney Junior in about ten years. So it's, it's horrendously out of date. Yeah, and Orlando's updated theirs. Yeah. Theirs but, is more or less up to date. But I think the reason why it's they've not done it is because they knew the writing was on the wall. So why yeah. plough money into changing the sets and creating new puppets if you're going to get rid of it? So, yeah. it, it, you know, it needs to go. Now, I'd be really sad if Stitch Live goes because yeah. I actually, I, you know, Stitch is my favourite uh, Disney character and I actually think the show and the technology is incredibly clever I've always enjoyed that show um, but it's not going to fit in with no. Marvel so surely they've got, they've got to both go I, I would imagine so I would imagine one of those rooms will become a meet and greet right I would imagine the Disney Junior one will become 
similar to what they've got in in California. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not the throne room from Asgard. Hmm. And you meet Thor and Loki in there, hmm. which is what they've done in California. It's going to be interesting with, with who they choose because. Um... I really geekily, I looked at a list a few years ago of uh, the top grossing Marvel films in France. And Captain America is the least popular character in terms yeah, of the box office grosses of his films. Except he's the second person, the second character that they're bringing in. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they, they are, but I don't. But that's what makes me think that the, the meet and greet won't necessarily feature him. We'll probably feature somebody more like yeah. more like that or because because the other thing as well um oh by the way uh, although i said that about captain america civil war did make a load of money in france mainly because they had everyone in it um but i would have said you know a shoo-in would probably be the guardians of the galaxy but yeah at, at the moment in those artists renditions there is no change to the Tower of Terror. There yeah. isn't. But if you look to the left, it very much looks like one of the Nova Corps ships sitting next to it. Interesting. There's a like a bright yellow ship. Blob. Yeah, right next to it. That looks very much like a Nova Corps ship. Well, to, to you, Mr. D, it's a blob. But to the rest of the world, well, it's yeah. an overcall ship. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. And again, if that whole area there is going to be Marvel, it would make sense. Because, I mean, that, you know, that's essentially on, on the corner of what would lead into the Marvel area. So that could be your anchor. Yeah. I was very careful my words then. Um, so, yeah, so I'd like to think that's what is going to happen at some point. I know people love the Tower of Terror, and I love the Tower of Terror, but it's going to have to change at some point, guys. That's that's it. I'm I'm okay with the French one. You can change that if you like. Just don't yeah. touch the Florida one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, well, the Florida one's far, far superior anyway. Um, yeah. You know, so, I, yeah, yeah, I have no problems with that. So that's the first expansion, and we believe that will be the first area that will be open in, by 2021. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's mm-hmm. by 2021. So although that's what they're leading with at the moment, you know, I don't know how fast these things can move, but there's every chance it might open before that. You know. And I think, some, I think something will be open way before that. I think the Avengers overlay will be open by the end of next year. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, if they're not changing that right, and there was no indication that they were going to change uh, Rock and Roller Coaster in, in terms of the actual ride itself yeah. then you know how long does it take to do a, an overlay six months yeah you know for, for a, a pretty intense one i mean how quickly yeah. did they change um guardians over guardians took nine months altogether but that, that was due to the fact they stripped the front first yep and we're still running the ride yep so yeah how long did frozen take or Maelstrom. That was that was that, that was a bit longer. That was a I while. It was longer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? I think that was down for about a year. And they didn't change the ride system there. I mean, okay, they had to put the 
the sort of animated figures, animatronic figures in. I was going to say, I think that's that's what's at the time with that. Um, yeah. And they had those Whereas projections. I think, I think the thing that will take longer with this is obviously getting everybody to record their bits. Or not record their bits, but record their lines. Well, and, yeah. Yeah, that's if they that's if they use the actors because interestingly I, they used robert downey jr in the advert no they don't that's that's our dj no in the disneyland paris advert yeah no they I, didn't use him they didn't use him in in asia for the ride well I was but gonna, that's I, that's him in the in the advert are you sure because i thought it was adrian um no that's not adrian pazda hmm i really didn't think it sounded like our dj no it is hmm yeah, Adrian Pazdar is very, fairly different. Yeah, in see, tone. So the thing is, to me, especially what's happening with, uh, you know, coming up with Infinity War and everything like that, I think it would be very, very short-sighted of them to use the actors' voices. This isn't like uh, Hogwarts or the Harry Potter stuff where you're. Well, they you, didn't you, use their voices. You mean? Well, they did, didn't they? But it was only it was Hermione that they did. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe didn't either. For the train, only... for the train, yeah. but for the, for the main attra- for the first attraction, they they all did their their yeah. roles. It was the train that they didn't do. Um, and the thing is, with with superheroes, especially like characters like Iron Man, you don't have to see their face. So therefore, if you're not going to use Robert Downey Jr., you can get away with that. It's harder to do it when you're seeing the face characters. So it'll be interesting to see who's going to be in that ride and who they have to use. I don't think they'll use people like Robert Downey Jr. to do the ride voices. I think they'll either use sound-alikes or animated counterparts. Is my oh. guess. So I don't even. So I don't even think that might. I mean, it could be if they, if they go down that route, like you say, then yeah, that that could t- add a bit of time on. But I don't think it will. So yeah, I think I would have thought that that ride will be back open. About a, you know within the year of it closing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very surprised it took any longer than that. In fact, I mean I, I'm I'm assuming that this will not be the only Marvel Summer of Superheroes. It could, I would imagine not. It could be that they are going to try and get it open at some point for that next year. Yeah. Which would be about seven months or so, eight months. So we'll see. Um. Yeah, so, so 2021 is the first one. Um, now, the next area that we'll talk about is the Star Wars area, yeah. which I think Chris Ripley on Twitter um, did a very good, had a very good gif about that involving Oprah Winfrey. Uh, did you see it? No. It, no. Was, it was basically... You have a galaxy's edge. You have a galaxy's edge. Everybody has a galaxy's edge. Because uh, that does appear to be what Disneyland Paris is getting. Yeah, and I think I think a few of the articles have even quoted Bob Iger as saying it is galaxy's edge. It's, it's interesting, I find, that they're doing this. Because I don't know... We don't really know yet how much it's going to be based on the films. Yeah. And they're obviously, they've, you know, they've announced this, you know this new trilogy of films with uh, Ryan Johnson and then they did the announcement of the uh, the Game of Thrones guys uh, doing some Star Wars stuff as well. So, um, 
yeah, you wonder what's going to be done with Galaxy's Edge. You know, how expanded this is going to be from the films. Um, I've got no necessary problem with it, but as long as it's not the same as the others. I think it'd be very silly to kind of put the exact same lands in three different parks around the world. It's in Paris, so it's going to be worse. <laughs> well, all right, there is that. <laughs> it's not going to be as good as the others, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, if there was a, a different attraction there, or yeah. something, or it was a different planet, or, or you know, I don't know, but I wonder because originally they had planned for three attractions, and the other ones, and it was taken out of the budget. Um, right. Just before they started building, so I wonder whether Paris might get that third attraction. Well, because yeah. to be honest, it doesn't look particularly big, does it? No. no. But there is a huge expansion pad all the way around it. Mm. Yeah. You, you couldn't so, see much in the artist's impression there. No. no. I can't even see whether the Millennium Falcon's there. No, it's not obvious. It's definitely not on that picture. No, there's a. Star Speeder, isn't there, right at the mm. front, I think. But that's about it. Can't tell whether... Yeah. That's but... not a blob, that's a spaceship. Oh, right. um, I, th- I think I just misquoted something. Um, and again, like, what does that mean for... You know, with them putting this Star Wars area into the studios, what does that mean for Discoveryland? Yeah, Star Tours. <laughs> that it continues to be the mess that it is. Well, because the thing is, you know, at one stage, you know, we had all these really big rumours about how Star Tours all the way round to Pizza Planet were going to be Star Wars themed. Mm. So it was going to get going to get an indoor Star Wars show, which kind of became the Jedi Training Academy, which wasn't in that building anyway. And then there was that long-standing rumour about the Cantina replacing yeah. uh, Pizza Planet. So, you know, it. You know what happens with that now? To me, I would like Discoveryland to kind of almost go back in time to what it started out to be, yeah. and get rid of get take Star Tours out completely, yeah, and just remove the Star Wars stuff from that park. I mean, at the end of the day, Star Tours is a simulator. You could you could retool that to anything, Absolutely. and they have been you? doing, yeah. They've done, they've done that in Asia and turned it in, in, weirdly into an Iron Man attraction. Yeah. So it's it's an easy enough job to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll find out what's going to happen when Star, Star Wars opens in Disneyland because they've got mm-hmm. exactly the same situation. Yeah. Yes, yeah, with Star Wars. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean there's every, there is absolutely no reason really either that they can't, they could have moved Star Wars over there if they wanted to. Because again, it's a simulator. It's going to be easier to be able to move that than it would be to move like an indoor coaster to another place. So I don't know, but it, to me, it just seems like they should. And especially, you know, if they're not going to keep, if they're going to keep hyperspace mountain, I'd say okay, fair enough. It makes sense if you're going to keep some Star Wars stuff there. But if you're just going to have the odd Star Wars attraction on its own, just get, just take it all out. Yeah, and give us give us some new stuff in Discovery Lane. Um, anyway, so let's go off. So yeah, so so it's definitely going to be Galaxy's Edge, um, and there definitely seems to be room 
to expand around it, but at the moment it looks relatively small. But it's interesting that you mentioned that about the third attraction not going into the other part. So if if it was just having that one attraction the other parts didn't get, I'd completely forgive it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was led to believe that it was some kind of people mover ride. Which oh, really? would be nice for Disneyland Paris to have, yeah. One yeah. of those iconic attractions that, that Disneyland Paris has never had. So, yeah, but Star Wars deserves something better than a people mover, surely. Yeah. I, I would say, as long yeah. as you've got a main attraction, I'm happy with a people mover attraction as long as we've got something else there as well. If that's the only yeah. attraction it's got, that's going to be the biggest damn squib. Yeah, in, in I, I'm sure it won't be. Yeah. Not for that amount of money. No, you'd hope not, certainly. Um, and that kind of leads us to the biggest, what certainly looks to be the biggest expansion area in that park, uh, which is, I, I, I imagine, yeah, Hoggles Castle. I imagine so, it's going to be called Arendelle. You would assume so. Uh, but we'll refer to it as the Frozen area because when i told my daughter that they were going to open arendelle in disneyland paris she went, oh wow uh, what is that uh and she's watched she's watched frozen too many times um so i showed her the picture and she got it um so this is going in the area which is at the moment the entrance to um the the, the backlot tour so it's going to be, and it's huge because essentially they're building a massive lake. Yeah. And that, P Dubs, is where the money is going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Building d- a lake definitely this. costs yeah. a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. And considering that's all backstage areas at the moment yeah. as well, as well as the, the, the studio tour, that does encompass a lot of the, the backstage area as well. Well, so backstage area, that's all going parking. To have to be- Staff yep. parking, you know, it's it's a, a big old chunk of land, uh, yeah, which yeah. they're going to have to, you know, redo all over. Um, yeah. So, you know what? When I looked at it, do you know what I thought of first of all? Yeah, I know. I know what I thought. Gone. Expedition Everest. No. Oh, right. No. That's what it looks like. Like. Right. So no, what I meant was when the I actual thought, the actual mountain part. Yeah. No, I know what you're. Yes, I know what you're saying. And I think you could be right. I think we could see with that either an Expedition Everest attract, type attraction, so it won't be Expedition mm-hmm. Everest, obviously, yeah. um, or something like the Matterhorn. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Thought. Yeah, I. Now you've said that, I would say we're probably going to get the next gen version of Matterhorn. Well, Matterhorn's interesting in that only one Disney park has had it. Yeah. It's a very classic attraction. They never put it in Disney World. They are not put it in any of the Asian parks. So I think if they did something similar to that, that could be really cool because it would be something, again, that would be yeah. unusual. Hasn't been seen the, anywhere the else. The Matterhorn's a, a strange story anyway because it's, it's never really fitted in where it is anyway at Disneyland. It, it's flitted it's between which land it's in. Some stages it's been in Fantasyland, some it's been in Tomorrowland. Since it opened, they were never quite sure which land it was in. And it doesn't really fit in either. No. Really? And and I think that's possibly why we've never seen it before in any of the other parks. Right. Because uh, it's but not this, fitted, this, yeah. 
yeah, quite clearly it does fit. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It certainly makes sense. No, I was thinking about the when I actually saw the picture and I saw the this massive lake that's going around and the way that you you know clearly have to walk around the lake. I thought of Epcot. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of of walking around the world at Epcot. And I wonder if they're going to be doing a smaller version of that. Obviously not with like world showcases, but you know with like lots of shops and and things to see as you kind of get up to uh, the main castle. It yeah. certainly gives them somewhere to do a food and wine festival. Yeah, and it's a poten- lot bigger than the one they've already got. Yeah, and potentially some kind of neat team show as well. And so you've got you've got viewing all around the lake. Yeah, yeah. And I- interestingly, something I've I've just noticed looking at it again. There's quite clearly to the right of the lake a parade float, which I hadn't noticed until just now. Well, it was funny because there was a rumour, which apparently is true, we kind of dismissed it, um, about the um, about doing a nighttime show on the lake at Disneyland Paris, and this would be in uh, just past Disney Village in, in the hotels area that they'll be doing this because that's where the lake is. Um, but I think they're going to use this new lake they're creating in, in the studios in front of the frozen area um, where we'll probably see something like Fantasmic. I think it might be something World of Colour-like. Okay. Looking at the fountains and, and everything in the lake, hmm. I think they will use projection mapping on Arendelle behind it. Well, it's, I mean, it's clearly not going to be... When I, when I say like Fantasmic, it wouldn't be Fantasmic. Fantasmic is too old a show now to bring over. It would be ridiculous to do that. Um, but I, I think maybe something as a combination of the two. No reason yeah. why you can't have some, some big floats and some projection mapping. Projection mapping is clearly the future. And it's what a lot of the nighttime things especially are, are, are leaning towards now. So it would make sense. But yeah, I mean the backdrop of Arendelle will make a, a huge canvas for them to do stuff on. Yeah. It looks like there's two ca- there's two castles. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It looks like you've got like some sort of two castle. Centers. Yeah. And then and then a smaller kind of castle next to it. So or yeah. you know, just just the side of it. So um yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. But I think it's gonna house a few attractions as well. I don't yeah, think you've got to believe that the one to the right, or to the left, sorry, the one that looks like Hogwarts, so that's that's probably going to be Arundel, and then you've got the, the sort of Expedition Everest-type mountain with the castle beside it, which definitely looks like a an ice castle, doesn't it? Well, that's it. It was because of the it was because of the 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 ice thing that I yeah. thought um, there's got to be something there. Yeah. You know that that that's got to that can't just be a bit of you know some massive bits of ice. That's got to be a castle or some sort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, be I mean, a guest type. Yeah. Restaurant inside it, perhaps. Yeah, or you know, so you know that would make sense to do like a Matterhorn type attraction there, certainly, yeah. or Expedition Everest because you're going into the mountains. So you know, yeah, it would make sense to do that. Um, you know, we're going to get stuck with Frozen Ever After, don't you? 
Well, I did That'll wonder. be what goes in one of them, yeah. I can guarantee it. But you know what? I wouldn't... I mean, I've not been on Frozen Ever After. So I've seen ride videos and everything like that, and I, I know it's fine. If we do get it, which I think you're probably right, I think we will get it, because I think it's going to be the Fantasyland version of a Frozen area. So it's yeah. going to be very family-friendly. But if we do get it, I don't think we'll get it as we've got it in in Epcot. No. I see it being a trackless system. Or a dark ride. A more traditional dark ride. Because obviously, in Epcot, it's boats. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, in Epcot, they used what they had with Maelstrom, didn't they? Yeah. They won't be limited like that in, no. in Paris. No. And I mean, as I said, I've, I've only seen the ride footage, but it looks like they've done a good job with what they had. But to yeah. me, it makes no sense for it to be a boat ride. You know, it's a boat ride yeah. there because that is what the ride was. Yeah. And they just yeah. upgraded it. Um, but yeah. if you're going to start from scratch... Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think either a trackless system, because they seem to like those at the moment, um, yeah. or a, a more traditional dark ride on, on a rail. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think we're definitely going to see a traditional dark ride attraction there as well as something a little bit more thrilling I think as well the, um, the other thing I've noticed as well is that the water seems to continue from the lake behind Arendelle which is interesting that it's not just going to be a freestanding lake it is, it's going to be connected to something else So it's interesting, I wonder whether they might be going down the same route that they've done with Epcot with the, the boats going from Epcot to the boardwalk or whether they're going to build a, a new hotel behind the park. Well, this is the other thing, because if you look to the, like, the right, like where... So this is going to be at the back of the park and to the right of that area will be where Ratatouille is, Yeah. for example. But it kind of looks a little bit like there might be a walkthrough to the main yeah. park. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know if that's just me, you know, my mind playing a trick on me, but it certainly looked like there was going to be some kind of way of getting from the studios to the park, to Disneyland Park. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely seems to be something behind Mm. backstage way. And I think that would be interesting if they did that. Yeah. Because the park's close enough that you could do that. And you know it's long enough that you would be able to put in a similar thing to what you get at Universal um, when you're walking in between, you know, Islands of Adventure and and Universal Studios. So um, it makes sense that they've got the room to do it. So why not? But um, yeah, just something that I thought looked interesting. I don't know if if that's going to be the case or not. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a huge, huge expansion. Um, There's no doubt. I mean, they're plunging a lot of money into it. Um, And and the first phase, we said, is is going to be 2021 or by 2021. So that will, without a shadow, be the Marvel area. Um, Yeah. Because that's the one they've already started to work on now. Um, And I would expect that the Frozen one will probably be the last one. I would imagine so. Is, uh, yeah. As we've we've said that they're picking up bits and pieces from other parks for for the other land, so that's going to be far easier than building 
something that is is brand new. And it's the size of it as well. It, it's just yeah. because of the pure size of it. Um, but the the estimated completion is 2023. So 2021 is the first one, and they expect to open another area every year after that. So that brings us to 2023. So that would be the uh, 30, 31st anniversary of Disneyland Paris Euro Disney mm. that that will be completed by. Um, so really interested that if that all happens to the time frame. Um, but I think certainly exciting times. It's going to yeah, make it. It's going to make it a huge park, like a, like yeah. a, an important park. Yeah. You know, it's going to. It's got something there now for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, now, not talked about as part of this expansion, but something that's certainly picking up all sorts of rumours over uh, social media is a new Toy Story attraction going in. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I said they should have bulldozed what they've got now and just put in Toy Story Mania and have done with it. But that's not what they're doing. Um, it looks like they're going to be putting in a Aliens attraction. Not that Aliens. Not Sigourney. No, not, not like they tried to do in, in Disney World those years ago. Um, well, they've got, they've got the bits left over from the great movie, right? They've got to do something with them. <laughs> Please, please never do anything with those. Um, but no, this will be based on the on the little green men from from Toy Story. Um, and Pete, did you say this is something that they've got in the the putting uh, whatever yeah. studios is called at the moment? Yeah, they're, they're putting it in the in the new Toy Story Land that's opening in a couple of months. It's it's very similar to what they've got at California Adventure for Cars Land, um, made this junkyard jamboree by the look of it, um, and it. If people have been looking at the the concept art, uh, the new main thoroughfare that's going straight through to um, Arendelle, just to the right, it's, at the moment, it's I believe it's just a set of toilets um, sitting there. Oh, don't say um, that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cracking set of toilets. It's the ones that I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's exactly those ones. And it's got it's got water sprays as well for the hot weather. So you walk through there and you can you can get your mist in. Um, and I believe that's where it's going. <laughs> Hang on a second. They realise this is Paris, right? Yeah. Well, we went and it was very, very hot. Oh no! So no. they were actually on. When um when it's yeah when it's uh when you do get a hot day it is hot there but they, there's probably about twenty of those a year. Yeah. Mm. It's not it's so not I, used very often. I believe that's where this ride is is looking like it's going. Yeah. Is it that exact spot? Um. And and I think it needs the expansion. We, we've we've discussed and you've already said about bulldozing the whole lot. Um, it, it isn't particularly well thought out. The theming's great. I yeah. can quite happily walk through it. But the rides, I've I've been on Slinky Dog because my little boy wanted to go on it. The other two, I've not bothered because they're just straight out carnival rides. Yeah, yeah. Straight out of carnival. Yeah, yeah. RC Racer. That was the one I, I was struggling yeah. to remember That's before. Like, yeah. It's uh, yeah, I I've never done them. Uh, I've done Slinky because my daughter wanted to go on it. Um, although what I will say about Slinky Dog, and, and going back to the theming, is have you ever seen an aerial shot of the queue? Yeah. I mean, it, it's genius. It's so underappreciated because for anyone that hasn't seen it, the queue for going into Slinky Dog is 
a you know version of a box that Slinky Dog would have come in. So it's very old-fashioned. Um, but when you look at it from above, it looks like a cold box that's just been opened out as you queue up. It's, yeah. it's genius. It's, it's very well done. And that's the best thing about the, the whole attraction is the queue area. Um, and you can only see it from, from you know, above it. Space. A plane or, yeah, or a space station mirror or whatever. Um, yeah, so it, it, the whole area is pretty lame, really. You know, they could have had Toy Story Mania... Or they could have had free attractions. They went with free attractions. But this, you know, I, I think it's proved that one Toy Story Mania is better than three crappy attractions. Yeah. Like you say, yeah. it's almost the equivalent of Dino Land USA. Yeah. In terms of the quality of the rides. So I'd rather they get, they get rid of all of them. But, you know, if you're going to put Sandcastle, at least it's a bit more variety. But the thing is, you mentioned it's like Mesa's Jamboree, which it does look like that as well. But it's also very similar to the Cars Quattro Rally. Yeah. Which is at the beginning of the Pixar area, um, as you would walk towards Toy Story Land. So there'd be no point in having that attraction there if you're going to have one identically, you know, 500 feet yeah. away. Makes no sense. Yeah. So they're going to have to get, if they, if they are doing that, they have to get rid of the Cars ride. No question. Uh- and the artwork still looks like the car's little area is there. So I don't see it. And and that's another area I I think probably does need changing, to be honest. I think that would be next on the chopping block. The Aladdin the Aladdin attraction needs to go. And it needs to go since yeah. it first opened. Um, and, the, and the meet and greets there are dreadful as well. Oh, I don't, I don't have a problem with the meet and greets because it guarantees you meet Woody and Buzz. Yeah, um, not... I just think they could do a better job with it. Yeah, they're not particularly well themed. No. But uh, you know, I don't. I just want to meet characters. I don't care what the theming looks like, really. Um, but it doesn't make sense. I, I, they need to have something cars there, though. That's that's the thing. Yeah. So if they are going to put the aliens attraction in, that's it, they're going to have to think of something. It, it, you can't have the same attraction twice, especially not in the same park. No. Let alone within walking distance of each other. That'd just be madness. They will get called out for that if that happens. So. They, they'll need to replace that with something cars themed. Even to be honest, even a cars meet and greet, like you say, if you if you've got Lightning McQueen and Mater, you know the ones they used to have in um, in Disney Studios in, in yeah. Orlando, have those to meet and greet. I think that'd be enough, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's so that's that. Um, the only thing I wanted to mention as well, you mentioned about the the 2.4 billion, and uh, you know about using all the money. Um, well, if you remember, like, was it last year when they were t- talking about doing a takeover originally? There was going to be a 10-year plan, and they were going to invest about $2 billion into it. Yeah. So, we believe, well, I believe that this is separate to that deal. I I believe that original deal is for the third park. Interesting. Because they even asked Bob Iger this week about it, and he says it's not in the short-term thinking, but it's not off the table. Well, the original the original deal was they had to have yeah, a third the original, gate opened. Original deal. They had to have <laughs> a third gate opened uh, to meet some some arrangements by 2021. Um, yeah. I think this expansion 
and the, and obviously things have changed a little bit since they took over. But I think this expansion is to avoid complications with that. I think because it's such a big expansion, that is is probably enough to kind of keep the wall from the door, as it were. Um, and, and that's why we haven't had an announcement of a third gate. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. if they, you know, with the the size of the expansion they're making to Disney Studios, could they do without a third gate? Probably. I think a third gate would be would well. They gotta they gotta make what they've got successful, mm. you know, properly successful. Yeah. Because I I gotta be honest, when we were talking to our guest Caitlin on the last episode, and and I've, I haven't been for a while, so that's my disclaimer. But afterwards, I was thinking about it, and I thought it it's a bit of a sad it's a bit of a sad place really compared to all the other parks. You know, the, the times we've been, there's been restaurants shut and, you know, it just, it doesn't feel like it's on the up. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like it's, like it's going anywhere. No. And it this doesn't. is its chance, really, to to have two proper parts and make it a big enough destination that it that what's there is fully successful. Well, isn't, like, isn't Disneyland Paris, like, the, the number one like tourist destination in it, Europe of its of its kind, it, like theme park destination, yeah. or whatever. It but, is, but it still feels like a poor relation compared to any of the other parks. I know, but what I mean is, so like, so like Disneyland Paris is like the number one in, mm. in in that field, but yet the studios, which is you know just next door, yeah, was like sixth or seventh. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't even make the top top twenty in the world. Re- yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think it was about. S- ranked seven on that list or something like that for Europe so yeah. mm-hmm. that's right next door yeah you know t- attendance wise it's got you know a quarter of the of the um, an amount of people that go into it or thereabouts than Disneyland Paris does and it's right next door yeah. so you you know you're doing something wrong because yeah. people will only do that if you're going for the first time if you're going to the fir- for the first time you will go to both parks Right. Mm. Unless you're going just for the day, if you're going for like two or three days, you're going to go to both parks. If you go back again, you've not had a good experience in that second park. You're not going back there. It doesn't yeah. have the magic of a Disneyland park. Or most yeah. of their other gates, to be honest, around the world. So you're not going to spend your money going back there. But even even the Disneyland park, though, you know, again, there's the it doesn't feel successful. It, well, and and again, I haven't been there for quite a few years, but when the times that we have been there, we've been there four times, I think. The times that we have been there, again, restaurants are shutting early. You know, things are opening late. It, it doesn't feel fully utilised. It doesn't feel like a like a California or an Orlando. I, and I think if you make the two parks two good parks and you get the resorts right, and you get the Disney Village right, because the Disney Village is rank. I mean, it needs that needs a lot of money spending on it. Mm. And just, you know, like the food choices, they've got to go up a big a big notch as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I think it's been mismanaged. Yeah. I think that's the easiest way of describing it. I think it's been mismanaged uh, for a long time. Um and so I think that's, that addresses some of the things that you've said there. Um, 
you know, in terms of like the fridge, there's there's more food options there now. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly since you've last been there, the World of Disney yeah. Shop is obviously there, and that's done pretty well. You've got newer shops in the village. It's it's had a bit of a lick of pain, but it's but it still needs some some love there. So absolutely, I think yeah. if you happen to go in a year or a time period when it's recently been given a lick of paint i still think mm. disneyland paris is one of the more beautiful disneyland parts in the world mm. um yeah. but at the same time when you see some of the rundown attractions when they haven't been looking after the maintenance of them and yes i am looking at the alice uh, alice's curious labyrinth when i, I mention this the most it doesn't um, looks good in any time it does well, like when it's when it's just been done it's brilliant the animatronics work the hedges look all nice and green and full, but you go there a few months later and there's holes in the hedges, yeah. the animatronics are broken, it's just a hot mess. It really is a place of two halves because the first, I, I used to go there every time, and I remember the first time that um, we took, I took Lindsay to go um, and it was a year after we'd done Orlando for the first time together. And I, I said, I've been to Disneyland Paris by this point about six or seven times I think at that time and I knew she loved Alice in Wonderland so I thought she's going to love this maze because you know it's Alice in Wonderland it's the only one in the world and blah 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 and we went around it and I was like well why is this effect not working why is this not working like the dancing fountains weren't working none of the animatronics were working um there was holes everywhere and I thought my god what was I hyping up this for um but then you go when it's just been you know regrown and, and redecorated and it looks lovely um but there's not been enough love with that park when it looks good it looks beautiful but when it's been left to rot a little bit it shows all the cracks and yeah. unlike the other disney park you know in orlando you always have people um, cleaning you always have people touching up bits of paint you've yeah. not had that in paris so far no. but i think slowly we're going to start seeing this kind of stuff come into play well, you know, I hope this expansion gives that enough scale. If you can get enough business, then I think it's it's like a, you know, it's it's the opposite of a vicious cycle. If you get enough business, then you start justifying spending the money, keeping the restaurants open, you know, further improvements, and that's what they're lacking. They've been, it's it's felt like a part that's been running a shoestring. You know, that it isn't making enough money. And so they haven't been reinvesting the money and it's great to see them putting this amount of money in. And if I give them two good parks, you know, then then they've got a chance at it getting it to the point where it's got enough scale and enough business to 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 make it a you know, a kind of growing resort, you know, spend more more money over time on hotels and restaurants and the Disney Village and all that. Recognise they can't do everything in one go, but this is a great, a great step. I'm going to be controversial and say it was never going to succeed. It was never going to succeed in the model that it had. No. Because basically there was so many, you know, going back to like things like the hotels. The reason why we don't have themed hotels Disneyland Paris, or only just started to get themed hotels, is because they had to pay royalties for everything. Now, when you're getting all these kind of like clauses in to 
make the parent company richer because they're not running the show. You're not going to make money. It always felt to me it was not designed to fail necessarily, but it was designed not to be as successful as it could have been because they weren't calling the shots. It almost feels like to me, and this is where I lose all my endorsement with Disney and all my swagger with them, it almost feels to me that the game plan all along, because they knew they couldn't get to run it by themselves and they had to run it um, as, as like a separate entity and everything like that, um, was to make it get to a stage where it wasn't commercially viable anymore for them to do so and for them to take over. Now, that's the cynical side of me because, you know, we've got to, you only have to look back in its first couple of years of operation and it almost went completely bankrupt. And mm-hmm. Disney weren't really at that point of time in a position to really do too much about it because um, yeah. they were only just kind of recovering themselves from where they'd been in a slump for a long time um, but I do I do wonder if that's what the game plan was that it was built up to almost not succeed so they could end up running the show which is what's happened it's, it's interesting because the same it's happening elsewhere this week they announced that Hong Kong Disneyland lost 320 million dollars in the in the last year um, so they get, that's going the same way as well. And, and yet, and yet they've, you know, magically, Disney have, you know, brought the shareholders out. Disney now are in Disneyland Paris. And would you believe it? It made a profit. Yep. Funny that. Yeah. All these years uh, of not making a profit. Yeah. And, and another point you've, you've just brought up, Nick, I've just come across an article about, about this expansion. Um, and kind of a lay of the land of of what we've looked at tonight, and those those areas, the, certainly the one that you spoke about going off to the, the right of Arendelle, is actually an expansion pad. Excellent. Um, and that's for a another new land or or more rides. It's, it backs on obviously to the Ratatouille ride, so it could be an expansion of Frozen. It could be an expansion of Pixar. It could be something completely different. But the other interesting thing. The expansion pad to the left of uh, Galaxy's Edge is an extension zone for either a land or ride or a hotel. Mm. Yeah. Sitting next to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Is it going the same way as the one in in Florida? Are we going to see a Star Wars hotel? And again, you know, wouldn't that be great? Um, I think I think the important thing is that whatever they put in there. It's gotta be. It's gotta be good quality. It's gotta be successful. Mm. It can't be another Paradise Pier or, you know, it, 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 and they and they need some, some unique rides, because otherwise, why why go there? Why not go to California or go to Florida? Yeah. Well. So your your third Galaxy's Edge attraction, Paul. That that kind of makes sense to me. Well, I wonder if uh, I wonder if they use the fleet of passage technology, not for an avatar themed ride, but no, for something Star else. Wars, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Some speeder bikes or something would uh, would yeah. work a treat. I'd, I'd happily go for that. Mm. Yeah. Well, Eddie Lowe, I hope you've enjoyed us talking about Disneyland Paris the last hour and six minutes. <laughs> now, now I said that. I hope he <laughs> listens. Um, right, let's. I think we've done enough about Disneyland Paris, so let's move on yeah. to uh, St. Elsebro this week. 
It is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hey there, my name is Wendy Prater. I've been an agent with Magical Journeys Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner for five years now. I'm also a proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. These guys are great. Keep listening. Whether you have been guilted into taking your little princess to see Elsa or you're wanting to drink around the world showcase in a fabulous adult vacation, let me help you create the most magical experience by cutting out your stress. I make the plans, you make the memories. I'll find you the best deals and arrange your whole itinerary. My services are free, so why not? Mention this ad for $25 off your deposit. I also specialize in universal vacations, all major cruise lines, and all-inclusive vacations. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com to get started. Right, so the other thing that um, happened just after this announcement is uh, we finally saw a trailer for uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Ralph Breaks the Internet. I think that's the official title, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. I know, I know Wreck-It Ralph 2 was uh, kind of like the, a little logo within the logo, but um, yeah, Ralph Breaks the Internet. So have you both seen the trailer, first of all? Yes. No, I didn't. That's all right. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll tell you all about it. We'll see. You won't have to watch yeah. it. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it, it looks like it's um, a simple kind of carry-on from the first film. Uh, what I thought was quite interesting was that the the owner of the arcade gets a modem and connects the internet on what appears to be a 25-year-old iMac. <laughs> So I always wonder: is is Ralph set in the past? Well, we've, we must. We've got to believe that it's with the games that they were playing, except obviously for the Halo-like game that he gets involved in. All the rest are very seventies, eighties style. Yeah, I mean, the only other one that was kind of a bit more up to date was uh, the main. What was, I don't even know what it was called. It wasn't called Candy Crush because that's obviously a puzzle game. But what was the um, Sugar Rush, wasn't it? Yeah. Sugar Rush is, is, yeah. is, the, is the car game. So, um, you know, that's that's a bit more 90s, 2000. Because, yeah. you know, that's the kind of era of Mario Kart and everything like that. Uh, and the graphics were a bit more ballsy. But, yeah, I do I do have to wonder myself if we're watching a film which is actually set in, like, the, the early 2000s rather than... Because, uh, I mean, the thing is, although you're right about the... Uh, what, what did you say? The it's hero, heroes do they? Yeah, <laughs> hero heroes do they? Um, yeah, heroes do What did you say it was similar to? Halo. Well, the first Halo was like two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. So you know, early early two thousands would make a lot of sense actually, to be honest. Um, and the fact that he would then still have an iMac, it wasn't that old. It was like from the like the late nineties. 
Um, but it was those ones that were like all in the monitor with the coloured panels. Yeah. I was desperate for one when I was younger, realising that I wouldn't be able to do anything with a Mac because I didn't know how to use them. Um, but yeah, so the arcade owner who's voiced by Al Bundy, Al O'Neill, Al O'Neill, isn't it? Um, who also does Hank in Finding Dory. Um, he connects the internet, the arcade to the internet, and Ralph and Penelope somehow escape from the arcade games and into the internet. Um, and similar to the first film, in, in that you see a lot of product placement. You know, in this film, it is famous internet sites. Obviously, in the last one, it was famous video game characters. Um, but you, you just saw kind of bits and it, it was a teaser trailer, wasn't it? Really, yeah, it was a it was teaser. More than that, yeah. Didn't really explain the story to you. It's just a, a load of short clips. One of the things I thought was quite good was um, in the same way you get like the clicky people in uh, places like Vegas, where they're giving, trying to give you um, cards uh, for entertainment purposes, adult entertainment purposes. Um, you seem to have people that were trying to. Um, Offer, offer them spam in in forms of like um, websites where you know click here to win a prize and BuzzFeed like articles. Thought that was quite cute um, in the way that that was done. Like pop-ups, weren't they? Yeah. Website pop-ups, um, but are represented by people instead. Um, and you saw some some famous kind of names in there. So um, IMDb was one that I, I took particular attention yeah. to as being one of the uh, bits of the internet that you could see, um, but it's, there was quite a, a long sequence, only the longest sequence in the in the, the short trailer of um, eBay. Yeah, and I thought that was quite well done because it was essentially run as an auction. Yeah. So while we'd seen a real world a web page with this, it was very much a live auction with an auctioneer auctioning off. Uh, the, the product, which happened to be a painting of a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, a sorrowful oh. kitten. I have just... <laughs> I'm sitting here, and I've said the C word, and my dog has just jumped out of his bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I won't say that again. Um, but yeah, so there was that. And then um, the, the, the last kind of sequence of the trailer was um, a girl in a car who was playing on a tablet um, and it was a, a simple kind of uh, game where you was making sure the animals ate the right food. And it was a bunny and a, a cat, wasn't it? And you had to swipe left to give the bunny pancakes and swipe right to give the cat uh, a milkshake. Um, and Ralph and Vanellope gets involved in this game and, uh, and overfeed the bunny in the game. Much to uh, the girl's horror, um, but that was it. It was quite a, a short trailer. I think it was a, a good teaser trailer, and it, it didn't give you too much. Um, you know, it kind of gave you one little sequence, which uh, you almost hope won't be in the film, because it kind of gave away the punchline. Um, but it, it, it kind of gave you enough to go, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. In that, um, it didn't show you any of the footage, Mister Day. I don't remember us talking about. Um, this at D23 last year um, but mm-hmm. the trailer they showed there had a sequence with Disney characters right? 
with the Disney princesses especially, and all yeah. voiced by the original voice actors and actresses. Um, that none of that was shown in the film in the trailer, so it was purely just internet stuff here, just generic web pages and stuff like that. So um, yeah. still a lot to be shown, it would appear. But I think it's good. I think as a teaser, it worked. It got me interested. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. What what, what about you, P Dubs? I think he. Uh, I think we've lost him for a minute. Ah, okay, fine. Yeah, but I, uh, so it's, it's coming out in November. Is that right? Well, it's coming out in November here. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. it's coming out for Thanksgiving. Right. Um, now, when when we get it, I'm not sure. I think it's still scheduled at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's still scheduled for um, release this side of Christmas. Right. Yeah. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. So I, I I don't know is is the honest answer. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I enjoyed the first one. I thought it was, I thought the first movie was really good. I've only watched it once actually, so I need to. I think I need to watch it again. You know, it's soon. it's funny. It's funny you say that because I've not watched it that often either. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only watched it a few times, and yeah, I've I've, not, I've seen it a couple of times since then but um that's it i've not seen yeah. it as many times as something like frozen which is probably good in a way because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sick of that film to be honest <laughs> um but um yeah so when i've seen it again i've still enjoyed it i haven't got fed up with it and bec- i think i think you get more out of it depending on if you get what it's referencing so I think if you play things like um, Donkey Kong, yeah, you know, when you was younger and, and, and games like that, I think it probably means more to you than, mm. um, you know, it, it, it might do to, to younger kids. So maybe with this one, it might be a bit more up to date with the references. Uh, yeah. uh, P-Dubs, I was just saying, I, I was just asking you what you thought of the teaser trailer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. My I showed it to I've watched it twice now. Showed it to the little boy when I, when I came in, and he was like running around shouting, "I'm going to wreck it!" So he obviously remembers the first one, despite the fact that it's it was probably came out when he was only just born. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he really likes the character anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly become a favourite in in our house. And we haven't, as you've just said, we haven't overly watched it. Um, too heavily. We've watched other films a, a lot more, like like Frozen, as you said. Zootopia took a bit of a battering as well. <laughs> but he, when when we go back to it, he still seems to really enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I I think he's he's really looking forward to seeing seeing the character again. So in our household, I think it's going to go down quite well. Yeah, yeah. I, I showed it to Alice to see you in. Oh, so I've I've seen the trailer twice now. Watched it once by myself and what once with the wife and kid, and uh, yeah, she was like, "I want to see it again, I want to see it again." Um, so yeah, it, it definitely got the seal of approval from her, and she doesn't get the references, do you know what I mean? But she just likes those characters. Yeah. So yeah, I think she'll I think she'll really dig it. Um, the only thing I wanted to bring up, um, I didn't notice this, but I saw it online afterwards, and then you you can't kind of unnotice it, is the baby. The little girl in the car, playing on the on a tablet, 
in that last sequence of the trailer, um, yeah. everyone's convinced it's Moana. Because it looks like the young version of Moana at the beginning of the film. Right. Or it's, Similar or hair. it's the same animator. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that's it. Because the hair, you know, the expressions, the hair is identical. I get it. It can't possibly be. That wouldn't make any sense. But, no. yeah, I, I think it's just they've, used, they've even used some old animation to just put this in the trailer quickly. Or, as you say, Paul, they've just got the, the same animator do that work. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was quite weird seeing that. Um, so, so yeah. So, but, yeah, I, I don't... Did you know when it comes out? Because I know it comes out for Thanksgiving in America. But are we we are getting uh, this year, aren't we? I think we're getting it at the same time this, this time round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's not a difference in it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But no, I think we are getting... Yeah. If we're not getting it for... Like, it thanks... Well, we're not getting it at Thanksgiving. We don't have Thanksgiving here. But if we're not getting it at the same time, it will be very close to. Yeah. I think. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be 2018 if we get it anyway. Yeah. I think it's the, the main yeah. thing there. Um, yeah. Uh, was there anything else that anyone wanted to bring about tonight? I was going to bring up something that we've discussed on the show before for our Patreon listeners um, about mine and Nick's love for for the Rocketeer. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the reboot, the Disney mm-hmm. Junior reboot. Yes, yes. Well, it does seem to be a lot of rebooting going on, uh, not just on Disney Junior, but also as part of this Disney streaming service. But uh, yeah, Mr. D, you you. I've seen the Rocketeer, haven't you? Yeah. 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 So you're familiar with it. I like it. it. Yeah. So they're rebooting it for Disney Junior. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit odd. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and it's going to be a girl Rocketeer, which again, I've, I've not really got too much of a problem with. Um, but yeah, it seems to be like it's going to be a, a kind of educational show. That's the mm-hmm. vibe I got from reading the blurb myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's good they're making use of the character. I didn't really know they still had the rights to it. I thought the Rocketeer was a little bit like Dick Tracy in that it was owned by someone else. Um, this would kind of suggest that they actually own the character now. Yeah, I, know I would the, assume so. I know the creator yeah. died quite a long time ago um, of the Rocketeer. But yeah, I just, I just assumed that it was kind of a licensed thing rather than it was a Disney-owned property. But... Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, there's, there's no pictures or anything like that yet, so I've got no idea what it's going to look like. Um, but I'll be interested just to see what they do with it. I think I was I would have preferred a film, I think, or mm. an adult series. But you know, let, let's see what they do with it. You know, nothing to stop them and doing so like, later on, I suppose. Yeah, it might might lead to a live action series. We mm-hmm. we don't know how it's going to work it could well be that this is a a test the water kind of thing and see whether the character's still popular mm. well so they're, they're doing it quite a lot at the moment i mean obviously we've got moppy babies coming soon which is another reboot yep. on disney junior have you heard mm. the, the new thing june yes yeah i won't lie it's pretty shit yeah. uh, <laughs> i won't mince my words to that one um it's kind of 
I don't know if you do you remember the original Mr. D Muppet Babies? Well, the, the original Muppet Babies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not much about it, but I remember it. So they've kind of rebooted the theme. Yeah. So it sounds a, a bit like what they've done with DuckTales, except the, the DuckTales, the new DuckTales sounds much closer to the original version of DuckTales than this reboot of Muppet Babies sounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a very weird version of that original theme tune. Right. It sounds a little bit like it, but it also sounds quite different at the same time. It's 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 hard to describe, but I can't say. Like with DuckTales, like a lot of people are like, oh, they should just stop with the original. I, I get that, and I agree to an extent, but I actually quite like the new version of the DuckTales theme tune. Yeah. I think it's all right. But this Muppet Babies one, I'm not convinced with at all. I'll be honest. No. And the fact that they've had to change the words because they've removed characters out of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem to flow anywhere near as well. As no. The, the original one did either, but... Again, I, I, I'm still, I still want to see it, but my expectations are probably a bit lowered than, than that. And, you know, since since we last spoke as well, um, not only have they announced a new grown-up Muppet series that will be coming to the Disney streaming service when that launches in 2019 or so, um, but the Muppets are coming over to Europe to do some shows at the O2. Of which I've just bought tickets for. Oh. Well, my wife has bought tickets for, technically. But I, I bought yeah. them because she can um, get online. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to see the Muppets at the O2. Um, it wasn't very cheap, was it, P-Dubs? It really wasn't. No. I, I looked a book for the family and tried to get the cheapest tickets. And there was a £20 service charge on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. was just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, 20 quid, wow. They've always been disgusting. I don't know how they're allowed to get away with adding so much onto tickets. Um, mm. I mean, I, I don't know what the full breakdown was, but I went for £55 tickets, which was the the next tier up from the lo- the lowest was 45 then it went 55 Yeah. So I went for £55 tickets, um, and I bought two tickets, and it cost me £129. So they yeah. added... I, I paid £19. No... Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Nineteen pounds. So I paid nineteen pounds in various fees on top of the ticket price, which now I've just said that out loud sounds bloody disgusting. But I had to go. <laughs> um, I looked at it as a one-off. You know, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever do it again. I don't know how successful it's going to be. Um, I, I just wanted to go. Um, had, had we taken, we wouldn't have taken Lincoln. He was too young, and you know because of, uh, of his autism just you know wouldn't have got it wouldn't have enjoyed it Alice does quite like the Muppets but I I worried that she was a bit too young to enjoy it since telling her that I'm going I think she wanted to go um, so now I feel horrible but um, yeah it would have been very expensive if the three of us went so because it's just the two of us it wasn't quite as bad um, it's too expensive but if it's anything like what I did at the Hollywood Bowl it'll be worth it so I am looking forward to that. That's in July. So yeah, right. doing three three performances at the moment. I, I guess they might add another one on if you know popular demand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, the 13th and the 14th of July. So two evening performances and a matinee. 
is what they're doing. So um, tickets have just gone on sale officially. So if you're interested, use your ticket outlet places. Prepare to be ripped off. <laughs> but it's the Muppets. So. Yeah, it's um, the Muppets. Yeah. Uh, was there anything from you, Mr. D? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, there's a few other little bits and pieces, but nothing nothing too significant. Um, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. okay. A little bit unsure, but if you're okay, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Cool. Okay, well, I think that will do for this week's episode of Disaster Dark. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, as uh, P-Dubs mentioned, we've got the Patreon still there if you want to sponsor support the show not sponsor the show uh, but if you want to support us chuck some money our way to keep us going please do that at patreon.com forward slash disasterdark um, we are going to have to um, do another Patreon episode very soon and we're going to play about with the structure of the Patreon so um, you know please have a look and consider that if you would like to support us and uh, merchandise now available at spreadshirt.com forward slash disasterdark as well believe that's where it is and you can buy t-shirts and various bits and pieces uh, and on twitter there are occasional offers that we uh, get access to so uh, if you look on twitter you'll be able to see those um and yeah if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at uh, podcastdisasterdark.com no disasterdark at gmail.com is the email address at disasterdark on twitter uh, and facebook so please Speak to us there if you want to. Uh, and until next time, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading or listening, however you do. And we'll speak to you very soon. Au revoir. <laughs> oh, Miss Piggy, I get it. <laughs> Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought... I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it. (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast.